0: And he brought me to this organization called Vistage International. Uh, it's the world's, Vistage. Lar- Vistage, the world's mm-hmm. largest CEO organization. And I started working with them in, in the early 80s. And I just did my 1,840th talk for this organization. Wow. Uh, and uh, coming up tonight, I'm flying to Anchorage, Alaska to do 1,841.
1: <laughs> well, we're talking with Steve Snyder. And Steven S- Snyder is going to be... Um, uh, in person, I'm um, talking to you on March 23rd at the McCoy Theater at 7 o'clock. It's very, very reasonable for this talk and the movie. It's just $20. Correct. And the McCoy Theater only holds a few hundred people. So I I think this will totally sell out, and I really recommend people get their tickets uh, and don't wait till the event. Um, get their tickets in advance by calling two four two show. Now I want to hear and now this Vistage International. How did you connect with Vistage I- International, Stephen?
0: Well, a friend of mine. He uh, well, wasn't yet that a friend of mine. He came to one of my seminars at Live and Learn, and he saw that that the CEOs he worked with would be appreciative of this kind of information. So he brought me to his group. He was uh, leading a group. And then I got great ratings, and they, you know, it it just spiraled from there. So I'm I'm one of their most popular speakers. I'm one of seven in the history of this. 60 years they've been around, that – was given the Millennium Award, which means you've done more than 1,000 talks. You average more than 4.5 out of 5 on everything. You're in the top 1% for a decade. It's like the Hall of Fame thing. So I got this. It's amazing. (laughs) So I have a huge reputation with them, and I don't work really with anybody else anymore. I mean, I'm 66 years old. I'm sort of semi-retired, but I love working with Vistage so much that I just do maybe 60 talks a year for them.
1: How fabulous. Well, you do have a book out. Um, Do you go by Steve or Steven? Which is your name you really go by?
0: Professionally, I I, I use Steven. Um, Most of my friends call me Steve.
1: And and Snyder, the book here is Focused Passion. came out about four years ago, three or four years ago. Uh, Become a better, faster, smarter, and happier person. With far less stress and much more passion. Now, this is interesting, and you've been in this business a long time, Right. A lot of people, and we've certainly been around the Tibetan community, and you've gone to India and Tibet and all those places many, 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 many times. But we don't think when we go to, in Buddhism, to some of the temples, and especially not in the Japanese temples, Zen temples, um, passion is never a word that comes up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you agree? I mean, this is right. not you a hear word you compassion, hear. Compassion, but yes, yes, you know? yes, yes. So, so, and but, passion is you know enthusiasm, and is that fire? And enthusiasm, if you break the word enthusiasm down, God. is God. <laughs> that's right, right? I mean, enthusiasm is in theo, yep. and theo is God, and we go back to that is what is the experience, right? So it's an interesting thing. Now, how did you? Combine that meditative experience with passion.
0: Well, it it occurred to me that in order to change the mind, you have to do four things. I call the four P's. You have to imagine what you do want, positive. Mm -hmm. You have to imagine it's happening now in the present tense. You have to imagine it over and over and over again, persistence or perseverance or practice. And you have to imagine it with great passion because... To change something takes X number of repetitions at Y emotional amplitude. So the more passion, the fewer necessary repetitions. So it occurs to me that... as that, the energy you bring to it. Yeah. See, the conscious mind is moved by the, the words. It's uh, The words are the steering wheel. But the passion is the gas pedal. Mm. You know? so, so you can point toward what you want, but without the passion, you, you don't have a lot of energy to get there. So mm-hmm. the passion, the enthusiasm, the, the, the joie de vivre, the, the, the love of it is what causes you to move more quickly toward whatever it is you wish to create.
1: Well, you know, you, you use it quickly, and, and, and we were talking just before we began here, talking about the fact that you've now trained CEOs to be able to change their state of mind in, was it 20 seconds? Yeah, in 20, in seconds. 20 seconds. You literally
0: can stop life for 20 seconds and go into out of the stress mode and get into this alpha state, this focused passion state, and just shift gears, you know, just like get into neutral. For, so the, the body relaxes, the mind slows down, everything changes, and then you're revitalized, revigorated, rejuvenated, and you come back refreshed.
1: Well, I, a Zen teacher friend of mine actually, uh, Bill Kwong Roshi, um, said, he's a calligrapher too, um, and he did a calligraphy that's lovely with it. Breath sweeps mind. Yes. So the breath, of course, is key. It is. And, and um, does that en- encompass, with that 20 seconds, the uh, being aware and uh, taking those breaths to it, change your state of mind?
0: That's basically what it's about, is to, to stop, uh, take a, one, at least one slow, conscious, deep breath, paying attention to the breath, the inhale and the exhale of the breath. And that's enough to shift the brain. Mm -hmm. Just that one slow, conscious, deep breath changes everything.
1: Mm -hmm. And it does. It does. It absolutely does. And if you hold your breath, it'll do it too. Yep. Yep. And you can hold your breath for 20 seconds. I'm not going to do it right now because I can't talk (laughs) and hold my breath. You could, but. I don't think I've ever been able to talk and hold my breath, come (laughs) to think of it. But I don't want to try right now. (laughs) But, you know, it's interesting because every change in consciousness and every perception is accompanied by a certain kind of breathing, you know. We aren't mindful or aware of it always but it is always you know part of it and you know when you're in a difficult situation if you remember (laughs) if you remember to breathe you will see instant change well it's
0: it's difficult to to remember to breathe and that's why you have to program your mind when you're feeling safe and calm to breathe so that it becomes autopilot so when you're stressed Taking a deep breath becomes natural. It's part of what you automatically do. If you're hoping to remember to do it when you're stressed, it's not likely to happen. You're not in that
1: state, right? But but
0: if you you program your mind ahead of time, then you can remember to do it. And and the purpose of this program is is, uh, to teach people how to get into that state to create happiness.
1: Well, of course, we know and you know, Tom, having interviewed um, His Holiness and... Done many talks, and of course the Bhutan film you did, right, was all about um, mindfulness. It was happiness, right? That that was their one of their national statements in Bhutan, wasn't it? Their national mottos.
2: Exactly, and um, again, it's becoming more prevalent in the psychological field too. I didn't know that. Uh, mindfulness is um, mindfulness therapy is uh, the buzzword in my uh, field right now.
1: Really? Yes. And we were both talking about the fact that mindfulness is more accepted still, after all this time, uh, is more widely accepted than meditation. Although, I mean, I have an app called Insight Timer, and I mean, I cannot believe at any given time. I mean, they have mm-hmm. about 330,000 people just with that app who are meditating there every day. That's awesome. It is awesome. I mean, because you know, and I know what, what it's like back in the... Early days in the 60s, there were no no way 330,000 people were meditating every day. But there's literally thousands of ways and names for meditation now.
0: Indeed, and mindfulness is a really good one. There are many kinds of meditation, but mindfulness meditation, which really means being present in the moment, paying attention to the breath, is a real basic core uh, induction, if you will, in inducing that alpha brainwave state.
1: And, and Tom, when we actually go into that mindful state you have also found that mindfulness is more accepted and when you went to some of these places with in india and tibet you said there that mindfulness is a common term that's used right
2: especially with the tibetans and buddhist uh you know philosophy you hear it constantly in those countries there, again, there's certain stigma that's attached to different words in our society, but mindfulness is one that's accepted, mm-hmm. and of which is really nice because, again, it can open these doors for the things that we're talking about.
1: And not only that, as you said, Steve, this mindfulness is um, something that can be accepted in the corporate world. And we're certainly and and in schools, in, and, in schools yeah. and even in prisons right right,
0: right. it's awesome yeah I've, all my life I've been looking for the right word you know that you can yeah. you, you, that can be the entry into teaching these techniques to the general public and finally there is a word mindfulness is like virtually accepted by everybody
1: now how would you lead or start someone in a mindfulness meditation
0: well the the I think start simple. You know, the the idea of closing your eyes and just taking one slow, conscious, deep breath and imagining yourself in a peaceful place. A quiet, calm, serene kind of place. The first one that comes intuitively to your mind, you know, and then notice how your your body relaxes and notice how your breathing just gentles and and notice how your concentration centers on that peaceful place. And in 20 seconds, you can leave the stressful world behind, take a little mini-vacation, if you will, to this peaceful place. And I find that to be a great little entry point. After that, you can learn to meditate for a minute or five minutes or ultimately even 20 minutes. But start by getting out of stress, out of the beta brainwave state, very simply in 20 seconds into this focused passion alpha brainwave
1: state. What have you found through the years in teaching this? Because I find it very different. What you experience in the silence of yourself, um, I do an hour and eight every minute, hour and eight minutes every morning, but I've noticed that a lot of people now just want the guided meditation, and some people get so addicted to guided meditations, they can't just go into silence. However, in Zen, in certain practices, it's all silent, you know, and it's almost I don't know, you you would never consider doing a guided meditation in Zen, right? <laughs> right.
0: Well, silence is more challenging for the beginner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much easier to be guided in a meditation for a beginner, so they can get a sense of that place, that state, and what it feels like to be there, and then they can shift over to uh, a mindfulness meditation, which is, it's really about finding the space between the thoughts. It's not about going thoughtless, because you've got to be practicing for a long time before you have, like, long silences, but... Any any space between the thoughts, any silence at all, you, you just enjoy, you know, and you learn to expand the, the silence that you hear so that your focus is on the breath and thoughts that go by, they go by. They, you don't grab onto them. You don't attach to them. You don't pay attention to them as much as possible. You just let them, It's like weather. You know, it's like clouds. They just go by.
1: Well, you know, I think after any time, and I know you've been doing this a long time too, Tom, any any long periods of practicing um, meditation or mindfulness or whatever you want to call it, you find that there are changes that occur not only in your brain waves but in your entire life. Oh yeah. And um, the hardest part, and you're a psychiatrist, as psychologist yeah. as well, Tom. You found, I know you found because I found that in any long period of doing meditation, things that were hidden come up. It's It's amazing how we then have to kind of become or have that connection to become um, our own life coach in a way. Because through meditation, we can start to find out what we need to work on. Things that have been buried come up, don't they? Well,
2: it's really interesting because that's basically the content of The Quietest Place on Earth, the film that I made. So we went up to Haleakala, The Quietest Place on Earth, and uh, really asked the question, well, what is the mountain trying to tell us? And if you think about it, It's getting into a quiet space and really looking at, you know, some of these existential type of questions. Why are we here? What's the purpose of life? And to get really in touch with that, you need to be quiet.
1: And and if people have not seen that movie, you have to see it. It's Mm. so beautifully done. And what a gift that we have here. <laughs> Haleakala, you know, right. this the center right here is the quietest place on Earth. Um, while we're mentioning that, I, I love this movie you did recently, the Tibetan Illusion Destroyer film. I know it showed at the El about a year ago, was it? We was did at the Castle Theater. At the Castle yeah. Theater. And um, it's going to be shown for free uh, on PBS on Thursday, this Thursday at 9 p.m. Right, and again on Sunday at 1 p.m. So what a great gift to be able to see it. This was a film you actually went to way up in the hills um, in a a beautiful old temple that was outside Kathmandu, um, about an hour and a half out. It was out
2: right below Mount Everest, uh, the Chihuang and uh, Tangboche monasteries. And again, this is all about very similar to what we're talking about, mindfulness and becoming aware of destroying illusions or thoughts that uh, cause emotional suffering.
1: Well, it's a long ceremony—two so, days, three days.
2: Oh, it's fifteen days.
1: Oh, it's fifteen days. But wow. if you
2: think about what we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, if you take that breath, that even twenty seconds, mm-hmm. and you can destroy that illusion and, and create something else in your mind, that uh, would end the conflict. I mean, that—that's amazing.
1: And again, um, that's going to be this Thursday at nine o'clock, and also the following, um, this coming Sunday, uh, March eighteenth, at one p.m. on PBS. Uh, I really highly recommend seeing that. Um, you've done now how many films, Tom?
2: I, I've lost count. I've had 20?
1: 10 nationally on PBS now. So Oh, mm-hmm. wonderful. And you and Steve met years ago, right?
2: A few couple of years ago at Dr. Gary Greenberg's uh, garden party. Oh, yes. okay, great. And, <laughs> and our and wives connected too.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, wonderful. And so now it's come kind of full circle again a few years right. later. And you didn't even know, you know, when you were thinking about this, you didn't realize Steve lived in in Hana, or No, I was aware of. Oh, you were. I wasn't exactly,
2: uh, you know, of the exact location, but mm-hmm. I knew that he was
1: over in the Hana area. And do, how do you do your your practice on your own? I'm very curious, Steve. When you're practicing on your own versus teaching or talking. Um, how is your own practice the best way that you find um, to be able to do your – number one, you're in a beautiful, quiet, lovely yeah. space out there, right? you about like, 70 acres overlooking yeah. the ocean, right?
0: It's pretty awesome. Well, I meditate usually twice a day, first thing in the morning. Um, uh, I wake up, I meditate for about 20 minutes usually, right around there and then I I guess you'd say I say my prayers or, or count my blessings mm-hmm. and I always end with uh, a, a picture, a visualization of myself at 90 years old, up in front of a CEO audience with all my vigor and vitality <laughs> ah. 90, and I look at the wall and there's a calendar that says the year is 2042 so, um, Wow, 90 you, years even, of, you I,
1: even timed it out yeah, in years yeah.
0: So I, I, I plant that seed that if I can do this at 90, of course I can do it at 85 and 80 and 75, so that's, that's the Way i start my day i usually meditate a second time a day often with my wife we have this little hale out right on the point of our property oh. um you can see all the way down to haiku i mean the whole sh- wow. north shore of maui and uh, we built this little hale i call it hallelujah um, <laughs> i love it and and we sit there and we meditate usually uh, sometimes in the afternoon
1: and and as you meditate the sounds get so beautiful and, and they they get incorporated into your meditation. You have, must have the sounds of the ocean there. So,
0: so, oh, yeah. The oceans are right there. But um, sometimes I, I lose that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I'm just in the breath, and the, the sounds go away, and the smells go away. And sometimes I, I meditate on that sound. You know, I just particularly pay attention just to that sound, and that becomes the core of my meditation. Mm-hmm. So I've, I try meditating all kinds of different ways. But besides mm-hmm. that, the bigger part of my practice really is monitoring my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, and and whenever I have a negative thought, I love having negative thoughts because it gives me the opportunity to go, oh, boy, I'm glad I'm letting that go. I'm glad I'm letting <laughs> that out of my system. I lo- negative thoughts are just as good to have as positive thoughts if you release the negative thoughts and embrace the positive thoughts. But
1: it's not always just one breath. It can take sometimes minutes and, and sometimes. you know, you can find the – to me, it's always a good practice because, like, okay, that thought, where is it coming from? Uh, why am I thinking it, then letting it go and embracing it and letting it go. Because if you fight your thoughts, it's just like with people trying too hard to meditate. Yes. When you try too hard to meditate, you are creating a block to meditating.
0: Absolutely. Trying implies failure. Mm -hmm. You never try to do something you know you can do. The only time you ever try is when you think you might fail. So, you know, I don't don't try to do anything. I just do it. Look, Yoda (laughs) said, do or don't do. There is no try, you know. So, so. At this point, most of the thoughts I have are fleeting. The negative thoughts are fleeting, and I can release them with one breath. But once in a while, a thought comes through that's really powerful, mm-hmm. that like uh, triggers something like like I was abandoned by my father when a I was a fear, little kid. A fear, usually fear-based. F- exactly, almost mm-hmm. always fear-based. And mm-hmm. in those situations, I can meditate on that fear, and you know, breath is the enemy of fear. Without fear. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, with, with breath, fear yes. fear fades, right. you know. Um, and so I can meditate on where's this coming from? What's the cause of this? How can I best respond to this in my life? So it's, it's more than just meditation. It's really a mindfulness lifestyle. When mm-hmm. I eat, most of the time I eat mindfully. I, I don't have conversation frequently, especially when I'm by myself, I just focus on what the food tastes like. When I'm walking, I focus on what it feels like to walk. So I I try to live much of I don't try. I I succeed at living much of my life mindfully.
1: Well, and it's a wonderful way of being, and it's also interesting because you've done it for your lifetime. I've done it for my lifetime pretty much. And um, it's interesting when you began, and, and a lot of people at that time were going and seeking enlightenment, and thought, okay, I'm just going to go for enlightenment, and then I've got it. But you learn, um, as any good Zen student or Buddhist student learns, by the way, there, there's it's, it's a lifetime, and there is no goal to achieve. And even right. if you achieve the goal, the goal disappears, and you just realize it's all part of the learning continuing at a higher and higher level. That's maybe right. I, maybe I don't even want to use the word higher and higher. Maybe a deeper and deeper level. That's
0: probably a better word. It's like the road to Hana. It's the road. It's, it's not road. Hana. Right. You know, it's, it's always about the journey, not the destination.
1: <laughs> So and it's something that you just you know you you changes your life absolutely absolutely changes your life but um, everyone everyone can benefit from this and I I was so excited Tom when you said right. that you were going to do this as part of mental health Kakua we are so blessed to have mental health Kakua and you bring these beautiful life changing um, events and movies. Um, to us and uh, over the years, and I do believe you're going to retire later on, maybe in <laughs> yeah. September or October, maybe right. this coming well, year. I also
2: want to mention Don Lane, who yes, was our Don, media specialist. Who, that, that I'm also, sure he
1: always thanks you as well.
2: Yeah, but mm-hmm. also worked on this uh, you know, project with me. So.
1: And now he's doing his films because you helped him get started right on. on that. Absolutely. And so it's Mental Health are presenting An Evening of Mindfulness with Steve Snyder. I hope you're staying in town that night. Because, because it's a long drive back to Nihiku, Nihiku that
0: night. <laughs> I Actually, every Tuesday night I drive home late at night, so I'm used to it. Not oh, my problem. gosh. <laughs> That's going
1: to be March 23rd, a Friday night at 7 o'clock at the McCoy Studio Theater. You can get tickets by calling 242-SHOW. 242-SHOW. Um, or go to, if you want to find out more, MauiArts.org. Do you have a website people can go to to find out more about you, Steve? I do.
0: Um, and there's 250 free audio programs that I did with my partner, Michael Benner. The website is penpen.tools. P-E-N stands for Personal Empowerment Network. P-E-N dot T-O-O-L-S. No dot com, no, dot, no It's dot tools. Pen dot tools.
1: Pen dot tools. And I think it's
0: the world's largest uh, library of free self-improvement audio programs.
1: And that's going to be on, on
0: pen tools.
1: Pen tools online.
0: Uh, yeah. And www.pen.tools.
1: No.com dot or no dot
0: com dot tools. I've
1: never heard dot tools it's, it's before. It's a new one. It's a new one. Wow. Pen p e n dot tools. Correct. And if they want to go to your personal website?
0: Uh, that's focusedpassion.com, but it'll take them right to tools too. Okay.
1: Wonderful. <laughs> and Tom, you have a lot of projects and beautiful things, and people can even buy some of your DVDs if they want, because some of them aren't available and aren't showing right now. What? How can they get in contact with your website?
2: Right. Well, that's basically amazon.com is where everything, everything is. is
1: yeah. And they just put in Tom Vendetti. Right. Yeah. And you'll have some... Will you have some of your items there? And are you going to have some of your books at the event? Sure. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much and thanks for driving all the way in from Nehiku. My pleasure. It's great meeting you. I just love meeting and seeing what you're doing. It's just, just, to me it just blows my mind. It's like, yay! (laughs) Wonderful. And you're going off to Alaska tonight, huh?
0: I am. I'm flying to Anchorage tonight.
1: It's just too warm here for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back Friday. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank thank you so much, Tom, for Um, doing what you're doing. Really, 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 really appreciate it.